To know somebody, one needs to walk a mile in their shoes, so they say. How do you get to know an artist? What does an artist actually do when he or she is alone in the studio? How does he or she work? How do you set the first steps of a new creation? Well, in this week's Circus Whispers, we need to put on some special shoes to take these first steps. Tap dance shoes. This is episode 5 of the second season of Circus Whispers, a podcast by Tent House for Contemporary Circus, hosted by me, Maike Muis. Each episode, I interview circus makers who get the opportunity in the Maker for a Week program of Tent to do circus research. This week's Maker for a Week... Maria Madeira, acrobat and tap dancer. For each episode, I interview the maker for a week in the studio they're working in. Normally we sit down and have a long conversation, but this week was different. It was a vivid meeting in many ways, more tactile in a way. We're standing on the wooden floor Maria was working on, moving through the space and even lying on the floor to have a closer look at her notes. It was the first time I ever met Maria. Very warm and welcoming appearance. She has a twinkle in her dark eyes and her long black hair was braided into two tails. And you can immediately see she's a dancer slash acrobat because of her posture. And of course, she had black tap dance shoes on her feet. Let's meet Maria in her own words. Okay, my full name. Are you ready? <laughs> it's a very long name, very Portuguese. Maria de Campos Camacho Franco Madeira. So that's a very typical long Portuguese name. Um, and I would say I'm a very curious person and likes to explore different things and finds interest in a lot of things. I would say I work in a very intuitive way. Yeah, I'm always thirsty for learning new things. I'm roller skating, I'm learning the guitar. I'm, I just joined the choir, actually. So I'm exploring more the voice. And so I did dance, I do circus. That's me. <laughs> I asked Rosa Bone, one of the directors of TENT, why they chose Maria as maker for a week. Well, Maria is literally flipping tap dance upside down. So Maria used to be, or she's an acro dancer. Maria is an acro dancer uh, and a very gifted and talented mover. And uh, as a child, she used to do a lot of tap dance. And tap dance is, of course, uh, a kind of a dance that needs gravity, which is very important to stand on your feet. Uh, But she also says, well, this tap dance needs gravity, but it's also quite um, static. And acrodance, the other discipline that she's really good at, is really fluid and, and is can go quick. And, and, and So she really wants to see what happens if she literally like um, shifts the playing field upside down. And at the moment that gravity is no longer a player in this tap dance, uh, how can she use her more... Yeah, her fluid movements to uh, still be able to create some sound on the board and 
Uh, and I really think that the reason why we chose her to join is her 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 hunch for really researching this new movement. And we think that it can bring something very special to the table. Let me take you into the studio where Maria works. It's in the building where Tent has their office too. And let's learn about how she works. So we are in Amsterdam North in Like Minds Studio. And yeah, this is just one of the spaces that they have, like a small theater space. Uh, yeah, very classical black floor. Yeah, black curtains, some chairs. We have a nice view to the outside and some uh, basic theater lights. But now we are working with normal lights because it uh, can be quite tiring with the theater lights. <laughs> so how long have you been working here? I've been here since Monday of this week. And so this is my fourth day and it's actually the first week of research for this project. So it has been quite exciting and new for me uh, because I've been bubbling this idea or like thinking about it for a long time. And now yeah, it's just finally nice to be in the studio alone and having the space. It has been just quite exciting and yeah, all new things coming up. <laughs> and what do, what's the first thing you do when you enter the studio? Uh, I just really like to make the space my own somehow. That's uh, just a tradition I have everywhere I go. I like to feel kind of comfortable and like that the space is mine. So I just try to, I don't know, uh, intuitively put things in places and like maybe have a table where I can have uh, some papers and my computer. And yeah, I just try to make it cozy somehow the space and yeah yeah because now now you say it I see it as well I see the little table by the window with your headphones yeah. and and your phone charging and glasses and three teacups lined up next to each other some paper some pens next to that some pens and some can you tell me something about <laughs> these deassembled shoes Ooh. So what you're looking at is actually uh, my old shoes from like many years ago um, that I just kept somehow. And from time to time, I took them out of the closet and experimented a little bit. Like when I was in circus high school, I, yeah, in my first year in school, I did tap dancing on a kind of huge... Uh, balancing ball so I was just tapping tap dancing on top of that so I always like like to just see if I could bring something from the past and uh, incorporate it and so they've been just yeah kind of resisting time but they look very old as you can see but somehow they still work and I don't know just I like I just thought I wanted to bring them in the studio and kind of let myself be inspired by them as well because I have new shoes now for the research but I don't know I think there's also something nice about the passage of time and <laughs> they show something and yeah I also for this project I think that's a big thing for me I've done a lot of tap dancing when I was younger but I did it from like the age of nine until I was 15 more or less and then I stopped so for me it also feels like yeah revisiting the past and uh, it's very funny because actually I put the shoes on the first time and I couldn't remember the steps. And 
somehow just with practicing one or two days, it feels like everything comes back uh, very fast. And uh, so it's it's very interesting how somehow this, yeah, the technique is still somewhere in my body. It just needs to be awakened. <laughs> the memory of the body is a strong thing. And Maria's physical memories are very versatile and date back a long time. To illustrate this, Maria explains how she learned how to tap dance. So when when we usually learn a tap dance sequence, or like in class, for example, the teacher oftentimes kind of sings um, the rhythm of yeah what the footwork is doing, and then so he sings and then you have to replicate somehow, or he claps it, um, and this really helps actually to understand how the rhythm is done and how to get it right. Um, and I was just like stuck a little bit in a sequence this week. And then I thought, okay, what if I just sing it first and then I try to do the same thing and then it somehow worked. So now I'm exploring a little bit this idea as well. So this is how it sounds. Next to the more classical tap dance sounds, Maria also explored more softer sounds by using acrobatics while dancing. This is how it sounds. Which is fun, you know, the listeners don't see it, but when you move the way you just did, is you use your hands a lot. And this is the quality, you've got the quality of handstands and the technique of handstands. Did you, can you tell me a bit more about when did you start circus and when did you knew you wanted to become a professional circus artist slash dancer? <laughs> yes, so I was actually 17 and i was in a like in a high school doing uh, visual arts and then through a friend a class um, she told me about this circus high school in lisbon and had a very interesting program with theater acrobatics circus dance and so i just went and to this circus high school did auditions and then i got in and it felt just very intuitive for me to go um, because I always knew that I wanted to do something with art and just felt very exciting, this possibility of yeah, using the body but in a different way that would challenge me. Um, so that's when I started to do circus. Uh, what, what do you like best about being a circus artist? <laughs> I think for me, really the freedom of looking into an idea from like a very open point of view. And I think that's also why I keep on hanging around the circus <laughs> field, let's say. Um, because I do feel that 
there's just so much possibility and it's like such a new yeah new field and artists are just very curious and like likes like to mix ideas from different fields and interdisciplinary and i think this really somehow defines me because i'm really like a mix of a lot of different things and what is she researching and how does she research it so my research uh, question is how to uh, research on how uh, tap dancing can gain space actually literally through acrobatics um and so my inspiration really comes from the tap dancing as uh, yeah the first thing and um yeah it's it's a very old art form and it's very much it's very it moves a lot in the sense that there's a lot of movement and rhythm but the movement is oftentimes fast and small um so i i was just really curious to see how i could research different ways or how can tap dance be different maybe if i explore it through acrobatics or um i'm also a little bit inspired by yeah just other forms of dance actually that use a lot of feet like the footwork is like such a present thing in many forms of dance such as house or crump or like hip hop and what what really interests me this week for example is like how to deconstruct the sound of tap dancing as well because it's oftentimes very overwhelming as well very present so i'm also researching a bit on how to make it soft and how to make it as low as possible or how to make it as hard as possible until now we've mainly focused on the tap dancing but what's the link between tap dance and circus to her me i mean in a way there is a link but also not um like i don't know exactly in history if it is connected but i think this kind of maybe spectacle is like part of circus and part of uh tap dancing because tap dancing has been done a lot on broadway and kind of jazz uh context so yeah it kind of interconnects for me and for me the link is just my own experience somehow because i've been yeah my past has been a lot in dance uh, for many years and then when i was a teenager i started doing circus so i feel that yeah i am also a bit of mix of yeah tap dancing dance circus um and that's where i land somehow and it has been just very nice that tent gives me the opportunity to research this because it's like too strong roots for me and it's just very exciting now to have the possibility to to research this idea. Maria totally seems to feel at ease on her own in the studio. It's her very first week of residency from her very first solo project after graduating circus school two years ago. How's it been for her so far? It feels very good actually and uh, it's yeah I haven't been alone in the studio for a long time. I think there's less this pressure and I just really enjoy honestly and I before I came I I was a little bit like oh what's it going to be like to be one week alone in the studio and I consciously decided to not bring any outside eye for this week uh, because I just really wanted to have the time in the beginning for myself to 
yeah, see what what is there. Cool. Have you faced any challenges so far working on your own in the studio? Planning versus letting things happen. Because um, in the beginning I thought I need to have a plan. I work from this from this time and I do this here and that there. And um, and I think it was challenging for me to keep that up because of the energy of being so many hours alone, actually. Um, so now I just work with the energy that is there and okay, I research an idea. If it's not going uh, working out, I just... I don't know, take a walk outside and I don't have the pressure of like, I need to be working every minute of this residency because sometimes just taking a little distance can really help you to, yeah, have a fresh perspective. <laughs> In between her wooden stage of two by two meters and the wooden table are big notes lying on the floor. We laid down next to them to take a closer look. Come to my notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, we're looking at these big notes. Yeah, 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 day one. All right, tell me more. So on the first day, actually, um, I started to um, work a little bit with the wall and with rhythms with actually the feet, but also the hands. I have a little question mark in my map um, because I said, okay, working with a drummer or percussionist could be actually a very interesting way to yeah integrate rhythm because a lot of these rhythms actually that i do with the feet are uh, partitudes like mm -hmm. uh yeah they are written music actually and they have a specific rhythm so it's very th music theoretic theoretical and then we look at day two of your notes map yes I mean, there's a lot of things written, so <laughs> uh, we can talk about a specific one. Uh, but there was this idea that came up when I was talking to Hanukkah, actually, um, because I recently started to roller skate, another one of my interests. <laughs> and, um, and I met a person that had these roller skates, that were just actually sneakers and there there was like a structure that you could attach to the sneakers and then you you have a roller skate and this really inspired me actually to build my own shoes because i do think that the tap shoes are like a very classical look and they bring a kind of expectation or like they bring a certain atmosphere and i just really wanted to build my own shoes with a metal plate but I thought about maybe okay what if I do it in sneakers or what if I do it with boots like heavy army boots or so that's one of the things that I would really like to explore with actually and then there's this sort of then there's this poster how will we describe this as a spider web or a web kind of it's kind of a visual map and uh, the center word is tap dance and then I kind of like stretched it out in the space and um, wrote words that I connect to tap dancing. Can I, can I, I see two things. I don't see the word circus and I'd like to follow this line. So I see tap dance in the middle. Then I see in relation to the floor, wood, my name identity <laughs> so actually tap dance 
um, sounds often much better in wood. So, like I wrote in relation to the floor, and then what is that? The floor wood, and actually, wood in Portuguese is madeira, which is my last name. <laughs> So I also just found it a very interesting coincidence, so I wrote it on the map. I'm so curious where this research journey will take Maria. And I'm wondering if the residency gave her a taste for more in the future. Yeah, it definitely gives a taste for more. And I'm happy because, yeah, I wanted to take it as a really research without any, yeah, goal yet. Um, to really see, okay, do I feel like there's potential? Am I really engaged in it? And yeah, to not let things go like without me knowing actually if I really want to make that commitment. So it, yeah, it's, it's very nice to feel that uh, I feel that there is a lot of potential and also already by talking with some people from TENT that there was some nice exchange this week as well just talking about ideas and new ideas coming up and like yeah there's definitely I would like to continue this project for sure like to make a piece out of it Maria held her presentation of research for about 10 people amongst them was Benjamin Kuitenbrauer aka Monkey housemaker of Tend, and I asked him what he saw and what he felt. Somebody somebody trying out, somebody asking the question, and this is something I like about, about circus, I think, is, is the question, uh, why not? Or how can we do this differently? Which is, I think, some, something almost inherent in circus is that you sort of you question, you question a norm, right? In, in tap dance, she questions can we do this differently? She does the same thing for acrobatics. Can I do this with tap shoes on? So, so that's what I saw. I think somebody asking uh, how, somebody questioning norms. It made me feel curious. It made me feel curious about about what I would like her to explore more. Or like what it made me feel curious about about uh, my own expectations within those norms, and then. It made me curious how she was going to explore it more, where she could go. Also curious, I guess in some way, uh, how it was going to surprise me still. There was more beautiful feedback from the audience, with ideas to work with magnets, or tap dance shoes on her hands, or to make the space much bigger. But others wanted to stay her on the one square meter. I'd say, follow Maria Madeira and where her next steps will go and which shoes she will wear. This was the fifth episode of the second season of Circus Whispers. Please subscribe to be the first to hear the next episodes. The next episode is with Jorja Lok. Thanks very much for listening. We'd love to hear what you think of these series. Drop us a line via tent.eu or message me on Insta via Mausmeike. Circus Whispers is a production of Tent House for Contemporary Circus, hosted, produced and edited by me, Maike Maus. Big word of thanks to Maria Madeira, Rosa Bohn, Benjamin Kuitenbrauer and the team of Tent. The makers of A Week in 2022 are Petra and Felix, Arend de Jonge, Jam Shenanigans, Harvey Cobb, 
Maria Madeira, and Jorga Lok. Tent is supported by the Amsterdam Funds for the Kunsten, Dutch Performing Arts Fund, and Prins Bernhard Cultuurfonds. More info via tent.eu. Sir.